It is a Polini perspective. Uh, another week, another podcast, and this one's a good one, Patrick. Because another, another quarantine. Oh, please! I'm not seeing you again until March 2021, in person, anyway. That's optimistic. Oh, you think it'll be even later than that now? I don't know. Like, I mean, I hope not. But you know, listen, I. I mean, what's going to change from? I mean, listen, unless we have a vaccine, or and then even then, it's going to be long to roll out. I don't know. Listen, I think if you get positivity rates down into the one and two percent, yes, you could certainly have more. You know, until there's a full-fledged vaccine, we're not coming back to work. And even then, who knows? Like now that you prove you can work from home and flex hours and all science, yeah, we've become Google now because of COVID, right? And what do you feel about that, by the way? Because I was just I was just reading a survey that said I think it was something like eighty six percent of employees, for the most part, have enjoyed working from home during COVID, um, and at, and of course it saves companies money. What's your thought? Like, would you ever continue newscasts without these anchors in the building all the time? So a few things. One, just the concept of of telecommuting, working from home. I've come full circle through this because, you know, I was. Let, let, let me say, though, I do believe not having, you know, like finance and sales and, and, and more people in the building, it absolutely changes uh, the energy level. It changes the, you know, the, 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 the conversations, the camaraderie, the brainstorming. There's no other in our industry because everyone's home. Now, having said that, you know, I've come around to understand that you know, I was like, oh, we got to have a meeting in the conference room at two o'clock. Right. Right. And, you, you know, that I think those days are over. Right. I think. And, and I, I, you know, I think you could be as effective for the most part, you know, home. But I also don't think it can be consistent. Like, I think this is just I think if you were asked everybody now about being home versus a month in or two months in, I think their perceptions will change. Although now with kids, you know, in our area, not necessarily going back to school until maybe January. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it brings in a whole other set of problems that, that, you know, as individuals, they have to navigate. And as businesses and companies, we have to navigate. Now, what do you think about us as your employees? Do you think we're being more productive at home or less? Because, you know, I always say I show up to Fox 5 for the health insurance, but I stay for the gossip. It's, you know, it's so good. So, I mean, what do you and I met we we were somewhat productive when we were in the studio. But well, I'll tell you a few things. I mean, the, it, it's interesting how there's no one takes sick days anymore because they're home. Yeah, it's true. Right. No, and, and I don't mean that like, and listen, we're not the only industry that has sick days, but listen, I think a lot of people took sick days because they had shit to do, right? I mean, I mean, once in a while, and, and listen, doctor's appointments or this or that, whatever, right? Kids yeah, your sick. kid's sick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, hey. That's why we have, you know, we have, you know, parental leave now and a lot of, you know, a lot of other. Look at you employees. evolving for all these rights for employees. I love this. No, but to your point, though, it's like, you know, there, there's absolutely something missed. Yeah, there is. Yeah. I feed off the energy. Like I had somebody say to me, I'm a grinder, like not me, but they are. And they missed like, they missed the social, they missed the talking. They miss, listen, when you're, when you're not having that, 
interaction and seeing somebody's body language and their facial expressions and overhearing, you know, I'm talking about gossip stuff like you, but just overhearing like the sidebar conversations and there's something missed. The other thing I think it does hurt is, you know, there's individuals, you know, as, as they, as they're moving up a career, bosses, if you're a good leader and you're, you're a good mentor, you, you want that interaction with your bosses, right? You want that interaction with your supervisors. You want, you know, and I think there's some of that lost also by being at home. I don't think right. you get, you don't get that, right? You oh, know, yeah. You don't get the, yeah. So listen, it has its pros and cons. But the fact that we, as a, as a, as um as an industry, we're able to, pretty much facilitate and continue operations as quickly as we did outside the building is is amazing to me it really is yeah it really well i mean and that goes to we've we mentioned it a while ago on this show but um obviously fox corporate was sort of like right on this whole covid thing back in like january before you know they amazingly they were like making plans it seemed like kind of way ahead of of other people so whatever insight they had and you know this you you work for us you see all the notes that come out that the company's been fantastic there's no other way to describe it right yeah you guys have been really good yes from from paying healthcare premiums to notifications to um, you know now we have an app that we could you know you have to you know ask do a do a home screening before you come in to getting people out to I mean just on and on and on I mean you know and, and listen many companies have been great right but sure some have not <laughs> so uh, but but we have but. You know, they also gave us the resources to ensure the safety of, of our employees, yeah. which was which was critical, too. So, um, OK, well, we have a ton to talk about. Actually, a lot of local news. You know, you've got the yeah. shakeup at the Capitals getting rid of their coach of only two years. Uh, you got Ron Rivera announcing that he had he has a p- pretty treatable form of cancer. It sounds like last week he dropped that um, D.C. also adjusting the cities or sorry, states that if you are visiting from you have to quarantine quite a long list by the way. So where do you want to start this? And of course, RNC kicked off yesterday. So I'm curious where you want to start if you want to, um, you know, start where, politics and wherever you want to start. Um, OK, well, you know what? We, we usually lead with a lot of politics. So real quick, let's talk sports in D.C., right? How do okay. you feel about the Caps getting rid of their coach of only two years? I feel like this is karma for getting rid of Barry Trotz. How dare you? What's well, your, I think what's your two I mean, the, the you know clearly they should you know, and again, I, I I think Trotz's departure was predetermined whether he won the Stanley Cup or not. I don't. I think there was a lot of animosity there, some salary issues. They didn't extend him, uh, but the fact is, they probably should have did everything they could to keep him. They didn't. They hired Reardon. Yep. Uh, listen, with that team, two years early exits from the playoffs, you're fired. That's the way it goes. I was. I thought it was a good move. Um, you did really? How long? I mean, but I don't know. Yeah, well, I guess they deserved because they didn't make the playoffs this year, right? Correct? No, they no, they did. They went out in the first round, four one to the Islanders. Okay, okay, got it, got That's it. it. It's not like he inherited a team that was like up and coming. They had just won the Stanley Cup. You like you got to make it. I'm not saying he needed to win the Stanley Cup for two years in a row, but he certainly should have. 
done better in the playoffs. The team didn't perform well. Now, granted, this year it was, you know, you had a three, four-month hiatus. Sure. You're in Canada playing, you know, through coronavirus. Yeah, there's some challenges. I I like it because, you know what it says, the franchise is a winning franchise. The expectation is to win. Keep in mind also, you know, Ovi's getting older. The team's getting a little older. There's a short window here to win. And clearly, in two years, Reardon didn't get it done. Also, it's not like he was this experienced coach who had won four or five Stanley Cups in his previous, uh, you know, at other teams. He wasn't. So you know what? They gave him a shot. He had been part of the franchise. He failed. Uh, And again, it's not all his fault. But at the end of the day, it's time to go. See you later. Bye bye. Um, yeah, so the search is on, obviously, right? They haven't they haven't named anybody else. I don't. They, I'm sure they, they have not. They have not. They'll be looking. Um, okay, obviously that was big news for the, for the Caps for local. Um, Ron Rivera, you know this this news is a little bit older, but obviously impacts the Redskins, who've made a lot of changes, announcing that he has a fairly treatable form of cancer that he found himself, um, yeah. almost like on a lymph node or something. So, yep. um, how, you know, what do you think that does for the team? You know, you I'm reading stories coming out. You know, he's asking players and uh, management to step up. You know, it's going to be a challenging, I'm sure, journey for him. Regardless, well, kind of a- I, I, you know, I, I mean, I can't speak from his his personal. Um, you know, obviously, I have a lot of experience dealing with or working with uh, uh, raising money for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society sure. and cancer patients, and and um, they say it's treatable, which is fantastic. But regardless, it's still cancer and it's still scary, and the treatment's still going to beat the crap out of them. Yeah. Uh, but listen, I said this when he was hired. All indications are he's a fantastic human. He treated players very well, staff very well. People worked in Carolina extremely well. He's well thought of throughout the league. I think that um, – I listen, I think he's going to be inspirational. Again, I don't know the level of the team at this point, but I don't see any reason why they wouldn't step up for him and and, and – I, I think they'll be. I think they'll be fine. I mean, he has very good assistant coaches. Yeah. Um, you know, with, with uh, you know, we we talked about the hiring of the new general manager, who seems very very competent. Uh, so let's I, th- you know, put Snyder aside for a second because I know everyone you know rent, you know and maybe rightly so you know de- demonizes him, but the team looks like it's in the right direction, and it looks like that. They could weather this, where maybe in the past, with division and and you know all kinds of negative things going on inside an organization, this could maybe break it apart even more. But I actually think it's going to bring the team closer together. Um, they certainly seem on a uptick, I guess, maybe that you haven't seen with the Washington football team in a really long time. You know, that doesn't mean they're going to win on the field. I, <laughs> but you could lose on the field. Okay. I mean, you can't lose. The team needs to win, and you can't continue to lose in perpetuity. However, you know, I said this before: the Cleveland Browns—they haven't won in years, and but people still love the Cleveland Browns, right? Sure. Like, so you know, yes, you have to win at some point. But I also under—I think fans understand that this is a good restart right now. It seems—it seems it appears to be a good restart for the team. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Any other sports news we want to cover? Because I definitely want to hear your thoughts on RNC. Seems like Joe Biden is coming out with some other policy things, including uh, no tax increase for people who are making four hundred thousand dollars or less per year. So you're screwed, Sarah. <laughs> wait, but wait a minute. Why am I screwed? You're OK. No increase if you make four hundred thousand or less. Now, when I make over four hundred, yes, you're right. I'm going to become a Republican. Oh, yeah. I'll be a Republican, and I will demand lower tax. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, so co- let's talk some politics. I want to yeah. hear. Yeah. So the DNC convention last week. Um, you know, listen. I think it was fine. I think it was a little. Um, We'll, you know, we'll be able to next week compare it to the RNC. You know, the RNC started last night. Nikki Haley and Tim Scott were, were the features. I thought they both did a very, very good job. I thought Michelle Obama's, uh, we talked about it last week, was, was strong. Uh, but what did you think I, of Biden's? A lot of debate if it was taped, if it was live. Well, I, I think it was live. I mean, there was Secret Service there. It looked like he had people come up to him after. I, I think it was live. I, I thought it was a good speech. I didn't think it was a great speech. Okay. I, and here's why. I, you know, and, and I've said this before. The, you, Hillary Clinton tried to do this. Bad Trump, vote for me because I'm not Trump. Yep. I mean, listen, she had some other policy issues. She had been obviously Secretary of State and, and so forth. But he, he was the VP, Biden. But I don't hear what he's saying. Why? What is the what? Do, what is he and the what is he, What does he stand for? What does uh, Kamala stand for? You know, are you going to be the party of the the progressives? Are you going to be the party of the moderates? Are well, you going to be? I thought it was pretty clear, didn't you? I mean, they are about re um, you know reuniting the country, bringing us back yeah. together. That we've been but, very but what divided. What does that mean? Like what? It, like he listen. The guy's been in the guy's been in office at some point over the last forty eight years, forty four of them. Okay, right. Like you know, he talks about all these things that are wrong, and some of them weren't necessarily only recent. What'd you do for eight years? And again, I'm not saying this is my opinion. No, I'm saying, I'm just saying, you got to tell me more. But what are you looking for for him? Because it seems like they are getting to the bottom of policies. They're releasing what they want to do on tax. Uh, It also sounds like Biden does not want to, you know, defund the police in the in the sense of, um, you know, he wants more money for better sensitivity training, all that stuff. So I feel like you are getting their policies. They do really seem about bringing the country back together, which I mean, we are at a real division. What does that mean? Like bringing the country, like those civility. are platitudes. Don't you think they want civility? Bring, you know, stop with all this nonsense from okay, Trump. That, and that's, but again, that's anti-Trump. Like all these platitudes. Oh, we're, it's like, you know, the, you know like when Obama did the world apology tour. Oh, the, the, the we're going to make the world like us again. We're going to bring everyone together again. Which he like, did. Okay. And then they go out and say there's going to be class warfare with taxes, right? So, I, listen, the, the, most of this election is going to be a referendum on Trump, right? Unlike four years ago, you now know how he governs. And listen, a lot of people don't like it. Yeah. A lot of people don't like it. Yeah. Some do. And also some may not 
but also may not like what Biden and the Democratic Party are selling. So I think you got got these three groups. And the question is, does that third group ultimately say, okay, we'll give Biden and Kamala a, a chance and the Democratic Party a chance? Or do we stick with the devil we know and taxes won't go up? Maybe jobs get better. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's. And what is your take? What is your what are you feeling like after the DNC, the pulse of the nation is still very strong towards Biden and Kamala giving them a chance? Or you think I, I think I, I said this last week and I'm, I, I feel. Even more so this week, I think this race is very tight. I think this is tighter. I think it's tighter than the polls. I think it I think it mirrors the CNN polling from last week, four points, six points, five points. I think real, uh, real clear politics had it at six and a half. You know, they're, they're a compilation of all the polls and aggregate of some sort. Uh, I, yeah, I don't, I, again, I think if that, I think if Biden does well in the debates, he, he probably holds he on wins. to six, yeah. seven point lead and, and wins. Um, you know, I saw an Arizona poll that um, uh, has by, uh, has Trump back up again now in Arizona. Uh, you know, CNN, I believe Pennsylvania poll last week had it at one. Oh God! So you know, I don't. I th- yes, I, regardless of polling, I don't think this is a ten point. You think it's much closer. I think it's much closer, but we're still two and a half, three months out. So. A lot can still happen, right? I mean, yeah. At this point, at this point, four years ago, Hillary Clinton had a seventy-one percent chance of winning. Biden has a sixty-nine percent chance of winning. At this point, four years ago, I believe Real Clear Politics had the aggregate Hillary eight and a half, and now they have it about seven. So well, that's fascinating to me because I feel like Biden is way less controversial in the sense of, you know, people disliked the Clinton so much, you know, and you just don't hear that anger towards Biden or Kamala. I don't think. You no, know, I don't I, think it's anger. I listen, I think. How can I say this? I think we all, you know, those of us who live in Washington, New York, Chicago, you know, California, we're in a bubble. There's no doubt. Regardless of your politics, you're in a bubble. I think we underestimate, and maybe this is wrong. Maybe it's wrong morally. Maybe it's wrong, just purely wrong. But I think we underestimate what people care about. I p- People care about putting food on the table and having a job. Yeah. Not paying more in taxes. And having they don't like- want... And they don't want the chaos that's going on right now. They don't want the chaos. Right. So the question is, in rural Pennsylvania and 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 Ohio and Florida and Wisconsin and Arizona and maybe North Carolina, maybe Nevada, although I doubt it. I think that's clearly Biden. Michigan. Michigan could go either way. As you know, my husband's from there. And when you go back, it's uh, definitely a mixed state. Like you see a lot and, and of listen, Trump I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I don't and I don't think those people are bad people. I just think they they care about them. They care about themselves in a sense, not selfishly, but just 
I got to worry about myself. I got to worry about my family. I have to worry about, you know, my, my job first. Then I can worry about all the other crap. And, uh, Oh my God. Well, that is, people need to think harder because I mean, Trump is a mess. If we had him for four more years, we'll have civil war in this country. It would be awful. Absolutely not. I, <laughs> People need to think. No, I mean, you know, this man has way, proven he is not capable of doing this job. Part of that should be their pitch, by the way. Again, you want to talk about what you're going to do. But at the same time, could you imagine four more years of just. No, I can't because I think he'd be even more reckless than what he is, you know? I mean, look, I, I'm originally from Maine. You see the tariffs and things that he's done with China on the, you know, on the lobster industry here. I mean, you know, that has been a more than a billion dollar business. I mean, lo- a ton of lobstermen have been absolutely crippled by that. You know, I mean, he's so all over the place with policies with Russia, with China, with foreign affairs. I mean, the, the tweets have, as we've talked about, you know, in the past year, his tweeting is just absurd. That stupid tweet about reopening schools, you know, like you said, without a plan. I mean, it's just, I, it would be very scary, but I, you know, I agree with you. I'll say this. I'll say this. You talk about the reopening of schools, right? So if you start, if you, if two things, if you look at the hysteria that was with Texas's spike, Georgia's spike, Florida's spike, right? There's no more hysteria. Yep, they spiked a little bit, then they flattened. Now they're going back down. They still have an eighth of what New York and New Jersey had and some other you know, you know, more mass transit states. Then you talk about schools, right? The Georgia school opened up. They had nine positives right away. They quarantined a bunch of people. Have you heard anything negative about schools that have reopened since? Seriously. Um, well, what do you mean? I mean, yeah, they're, they're having kids test positive. Who? Well, we talked about, well, universities are. Are you talking about uh, just like. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about high school stuff. See, this is what I mean. So I haven't heard a negative thing about a high school that has reopened in two weeks. No okay. news report. And trust me, if there was negative, it'd be out. Right. So now they switched to colleges. It was the Florida, Texas, Georgia hysteria of spikes. Flattened out, went back down, started to go back down. Right. Deaths are deaths never really spiked. Okay, for the most part. Okay, so you're saying you know what the that schools really are able to open and function. I, I, th- I think to a certain degree, yeah. And I honestly think that these cities and states like Wisconsin and Michigan and and you know that haven't opened, mm-hmm. and the parents are freaking out and fig- trying to figure out what to do with their kids and can't go to work. That is only going to help Trump. Only going to help Trump. Because it's proven now that you can do it smartly. And again, you, next week I may eat my words and there may be a huge spike in some school in Louisiana or Georgia right. or Florida. And again, but there hasn't been. Schools are open in Florida, which is like, what, the third or fourth largest state. Georgia, South Carolina, but Texas, Louisiana. And you know what? You're not hearing negative stories about it. And no. trust me. As I said, if if there was all these spikes and quarantines and people getting sick, you'd be hearing about it. So that means 
it's gone pretty well. Well, to your point, though, I do have to say this. You know, it always seems to take about a month, four or five weeks to see a resurgence, right? Oh. Which is exactly what happened with Texas when they refused to close. Then about oh, a month totally later. Right. Listen, this the, the, the verdict's not in fully yet. Right. But my point is, I mean, these kids in Maryland and New York, although actually New York's going to try to go back. You know, some of these states that aren't opening, these kids may be in essence, quarantine for nine months, yeah. up to a year. That, like, so I, I, there's a lot left with this election, I guess is what I'm saying, whether it's parents staying home, getting frustrated, you know, the debates, who knows, another, you know, God forbid, another major issue, um, health, something, God forbid, you know, one of them health, gets a, has a health scare or issue. You know, maybe one test positive for COVID. I, I think right now it's Biden's to lose. I have him up six to eight okay. in the in the Patrick Paolini uh, uh, <laughs> aggregate Paul? polling that I do, which is okay. me, you, me, you, and Joe uh, DeCipio. Okay, great. Joe DeCipio. <laughs> oh, terrific. Okay, yep. I only, poll three, I only poll three people, exactly. and that's my average. That's the average. Um, all right, well, real quick, because, you know, you were commenting on this on your Twitter, so I'm fascinated by this. You you were talking about, you know, Europe obviously seeing a resurgence in Spain becoming another hotspot. Um, Macron, of course, you know, leader of France, me, they're all meeting, um, but don't seem to want to reshut down things. You know, they no. want to do the kind yeah. of masks. What do you think? You know, Europe seems to be, again, spiking. So I'm glad you brought that up because that really goes to also part of the election. Joe Biden last week or Sunday night, I believe, on ABC ABC News interviewed him. And he said that he, scientists say so, he would, he would lock down the country again. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, good point. Not, that's not good, right? That, like, like yes, I get First of all, the the locking down hasn't proven it's it's proven to be completely disastrous from an economic standpoint. Okay, we believe it flattened the curve, but was it draconian? It continues to be draconian in some states, and you already had Macron and Merkel, Germany and France, say they will not lock down the country again because the catastrophic economic impact. The, the, it'll be worse in essence than a disease. They didn't say it that way, but yeah, they, they allude saying. to that. Right. Sure. Uh, so for Biden to come out saying he'd lock down the country, if you're a retailer, small business owner, you don't want to hear that. You're like, that's so you may vote. And I've said this before, and I said this to Joe DeCipio we, we, when we talk all the time, sometimes people get in this voting booth or mail-in ballot or whatever it's one singular issue that's important to them. It's not all this other stuff and the moral and the tweeting and the craziness and, and the hyperbole and, you know, the age of the person. It may just be, I don't want to lock down the country again, or I don't want my taxes to go up or right. uh, like it becomes very personal and singular. And I don't know if we can capture that anymore in polling. I, you know, I'm not saying the poll, polls are all off because I think they've been very consistent. Biden's ahead without a doubt. Sure, sure. Okay. But, but anyway, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. How do 
did you feel about Louis DeJoy uh, testimony on the Hill? Um, of course, obviously head of the post office. People certainly seem to make him out, and it did seem like he was not pretty. He was not aware of a lot of facts in regards to <laughs> the postal service. After that, hearing that testimony and all the stories about the postal service, do you have faith in mail-in um, voting because they're expecting it to still be high this year? Of course, with COVID. So I never had faith in the Postal Service. The Postal Service has been a mess. Okay. No, no, for the last 15 years. As I said last week, there was an article in 2011 from The Atlantic, which is not a conservative publication. All right. Saying that basically the the, the Postal Service was on life support. Okay. I think. The Democrats and some of them, some of you know the, the, the so, some of those in the mainstream media and the pundits completely overblow. They this became much more than it should have been. A lot of these decisions were made having absolutely none of them but to do with the election. Having said that, he clearly didn't seem like fully on top of you know certainly how much something costs like right. a postcard now. But, but this is what, and that, and that's the sound bite you get everywhere, right? Sure, the sure. That's the thing they pick up. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you right now, if you ask me today how much a lot of the things that we charge for, what we're charging for a Washington football team spot or what we're charging for a late news spot. Yeah, but you would know this. If you were going to testify in front of Congress, if you were going on Shark Tank, Patrick, number one yes. thing, know your numbers. <laughs> I, yeah, but that wasn't. That, that that's irrelevant to why he was there. Is yeah, my but, point. Yeah, come on, you know you are going to be on the hot spot. That they're going to ask you the they're going to ask you the weight the of guy, a vanilla envelope. Is, first of all, the guy is a thirty year logistic logistics expert. Okay, that's what he has done for most of his career. So okay, he didn't know how much a postcard was from wherever. Fine. But that's the soundbite. That's not why he was there. That's my problem. We we missed the real issues here. We spend more time talking about symptoms than the problem. Like like we got to start fixing problems in this country. Like and stop overblowing things that aren't. You got people. They got bands in front of his house. Like what is that crap? Like this is ridiculous. And by the way, most of them not wearing masks. Okay, most of them not wearing masks. Um, I did want to touch on just another horrific shooting in Wisconsin. A police officer shot shot an unarmed black man um, in what appears to be, based on the video, just an absolutely unjustified, horrific way. You know, when, when you watch that video, first of all, you're horrified. Second of all, you're saying to yourself, how could that be? Now, again, we've got to let the investigation play out. We don't know all the circumstances, yada, yada, yeah, yada. The police union is Let's saying see that. What, you know, who knows? What, I'm sorry, I didn't hear. What is the police union claiming? Well, they're, they're just saying, you know, as of this morning, I'd read, you know, they just were saying, hey, please withhold judgment till you hear the whole story. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Let, let's hear the whole story. Yeah, right. How long uh, does it uh, take to get the whole story right now? They allege that all the police officers, are, you know, they're on administrative leave. They're all being cooperative. I mean, and not only that, it's so disturbing to shoot him seven times in front of his children. You know, his children were in the back seat. They had obviously. I mean, listen, if it turns out he had a gun on the seat and he was reaching for it, which it doesn't look like at all i'm not suggesting that whatsoever i'm just saying if that if the investigation turns out that he was right reaching for a gun oh but other than that 
Like, what, what are those cops doing? There's, they could have done 10 things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, and that's why I think sometimes, like, these blanket, um, you know, like they, should, they could have tackled him. Maybe blocked, blocked him getting in the car with another car. Or maybe I even tasered him, I guess. You know, I mean, I, yeah, just something. I guess. You know, I mean, that might have been excessive. But anyway, um, just so, so listen. So we, you know, we need to figure this out. We need to figure out. And listen, policing's not hard. Um, I mean, policing is extremely hard. Uh, Nikki Haley's speech last night, she made a good one. She goes, We got to get rid of the dirty cops. They've apparently in South Carolina where she was, they've passed a series. They had passed a series of bills where you can't move one cop from one district to another. Great. Apparently South Carolina was the first statewide body cam law uh, for cops. Um, Her point was you can't demonize all the police. But everybody I think is on board with that. I I remember everybody's on board with that. You cannot have this happen. You can't. It's terrible. It's, I, listen, yeah. I have police, I have police officers in my family and, um, I, they just can't even believe like, how does that, how does that officer do that? Like tackle them, do something. Right. Yeah. You no, gotta I, shoot him seven times. It's insane. No, it's, and, it's, and by the way, tragically, we're hearing this morning that at this point he's paralyzed from the waist down. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's. Yeah, everything you said, it's so disturbing. um, And, you know, uh, yeah, there's so much we could say. And and again, you know, what's so frustrating, I think, too, is this is the Breonna Taylor story and so many other stories. You know, you still don't hear anything. There doesn't seem to be any action. She was on the cover. Was it? Well, Vanity Fair, Vanity Fair just put her on the cover. Yep. Um, Oprah put her on the cover of that. You know, I, I, it's wonderful. They're keeping that story, but it's like, where's any, you know, you don't get any information from the police union in Kentucky. You don't get any, you know, information from the governor's office. What's ta- that has gone on for months. What's the conclusion of well, your investigation? It sounds, like, it sounds like the governor of Wisconsin jumped on this situation pretty quickly. I mean, there was some yes, protests he did. last night, yep. but wait, wait, listen, that's his job. That's what he should do. Outside investigation, Obviously, the police officers are on leave. Um, he immediately moved the investigation to an independent body. Uh, so we'll see. But just again. I, uh, no, know, thank you for mentioning be, that. Yeah, we'd, it's, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention another another horrific shooting like that, which just yeah. has, has to stop. Has to stop. Absolutely. Um, Patrick, what else do you want to, uh, there's lots going on, of course, in pop culture as well. Um, I, you know, I'm sure you've been, you saw Kellyanne Conway is resigning. She's going to spend yeah. more time with her family. Sounds I, good. So good for her. Good for her husband. But yeah, I mean, he's at, stepping some point, down. at some point, you know, early on, it was kind of, you know, I don't want to even say cute because it was never cute, but it was, you know, you know, he was anti-Trump, former Republican, anti-Trump. Uh, obviously, she was an, a, a critical piece of Trump getting elected. Um, you know, they battled in the press and, you know, George Conway would just cr- crush Trump. Part of the Lincoln Project, which is f- so-called, they still call themselves conservatives or Republicans. I'm not sure they all are, but, the, you know, the, the raising money to, to run ads against Trump. Anyway, long story short, I think for the health of their family and marriage, uh, it seems like they're just both walking away because he's walking away from the Lincoln Project yes, and said he's yes. not going to treat anymore. She's left the White House. 
Uh, well, their daughter I, is all over TikTok, you know, um, basically talking about how awful they are and she wants an emancipation. But, yeah, you know, so, so yeah, they got a lot going on. Um, yeah. What did you think, too? You know, KFC has also announced they're going to get rid of the slogan, uh, yeah, finger, finger licking, licking good. good. Yeah, because of COVID. <laughs> how, is me, how, is, how is me licking my own fingers COVID? <laughs> because you have germs on your fingers. You can't be licking your fingers after eating their food. Wait, first of all, I wash my hands before I eat, and then I eat my food. <laughs> like, seriously, that's like, I mean, first of all. It's only temporary because the slogan doesn't quite fit following the COVID-19 pandemic, according to a spokesperson. It comes after KFC pulled a series of TV adverts featuring the line in March 2020 over fears it could encourage the spread of the coronavirus. You think this is like way you know too w- ridiculous? You know how many wings I eat since this pandemic? <laughs> I, with barbecue and buffalo sauce. I mean, I'm not like, come on. I know. I know. It is. It what seems do you, like what a do little, you think of that? It, no, it seems a little extreme. It's like, here's the thing. Think harder. Like people can't, you know, make the decision to wash their hands before they eat, you know, food know. and then put your hands in your mouth. You know, that's one of the biggest ways you I can transmit. I think some of these companies create problems where they don't exist. Well, that one seems like, I mean, because was that on anyone's radar? Was anyone thinking about, oh, KFC's slogan? No, I feel like, but now they've, they've blurted out. They're not going to use it. And now everyone's like, I will what? say, though, you know, obviously Corona beer, you know, early on, this was called a coronavirus. And then they switched, you know, then they kind of moved it to the COVID-19 and the mainstream press. But I saw a Corona ad the other day with, um, um, oh, my I just lost my, my well, train of thought. Well, the last Corona spokesperson I saw was Tony um, oh, Romo. No, no, no. This was, um, oh, anyway, I lost my train of thought. Sorry okay. about that. But he, he's on the be- a beach drinking a Corona, but people are at like a tiki bar with like partying, no masks. I'm like, if you're Corona, don't you have to adjust your spots at least a little? Like it almost <laughs> like they pulled this spot up. Or as if like it never existed. I I know Corona doesn't want to bring attention to the coronavirus. Maybe I don't know, but it just seemed odd to me that most companies have at least adjusted to. Yeah, as we saw the, with KFC, the, right, or whatever they're doing. The the new norm, right? right? I don't know. I just <laughs> let's be, let's be a little more creative. Yeah, well, I mean, I, you're always amazed sometimes with these big like uh, businesses, like the lack of, I don't know, foresight. Um, all right, Patrick, what's going on? What else is going on in your world? Do you have to get out of here? You usually um, have no, to. No, I, I actually actually uh, canceled my. No um, meetings. No. I'm never having I'm never having another meeting. <laughs> Um, okay, what's going on at Fox Five? You you did announce that you just hired Marissa. Is it Marissa Mitchell? She's a, a, oh yeah, Mar- Marissa Mitchell okay, from so that's Atlanta. Exciting. She worked. She actually worked for our Fox Fox Five station in Atlanta. Okay, so, so at least now she won't have to make any mistakes saying Fox Ten or Fox Nine or Fox Two. Easy transition. Easy transition. All right. Uh, she's terrific. She's going to be one of our. Uh, uh, ensemble cast anchors in the morning and then on good day. And, uh, no, she, so she'll start, uh, you know, some, sometime in September and, uh, real excited to have her. Oh, that's great. Okay, good. We're yeah. adding to the family. 
Adding to the Fox 5 family. The Fox 5 fam. All right. Well, um, we need to have some guests. How are you doing? How's Dan? How's your life? Um, Well, all is good, right? You know, I've been in Maine, but I'm heading back on Saturday because Dan went back like three weeks ago. So, um, you know, I suppose I've got to go back and, you know, hang out with my husband. Is this the longest you've been apart during your marriage? Yeah. Yeah. Since we've been married. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's great because, you know, he likes to be on the soccer field from like seven to seven and, you know, he's out there in Leesburg patrolling the fields, making sure the kids are wearing masks. So he's been busy. Good. That's good for so, him. At yeah. least he's out there. Yeah. He's out and about. Um, and that's it. You know, we're, we are very excited tomorrow. We, um, on the, on my personal podcast on Hey Frage, we have UFC fighter Holly Holm. So that Ooh, was, a, that's a good one. It was a good get. She doesn't do a lot of interviews, um, but she was awesome. And she talks about, you know, Ronda Rousey, if she's ever spoken to her post fight. And uh, it was really great. She actually went into a lot of detail about like her relationship with Dana White, who's obviously head of UFC mm-hmm. and how Dana White, they really never believed that she would win that fight. So like, as brilliant a marketing guy as Dana is, they had no plan for her actually winning that fight, which is insane, which happened wow. cra- crazy enough five years ago, this November. Yeah. So um, so you're in Maine. Is Susan Collins going to win or lose? Oh, uh, you know what? You want to talk about a close race. I think it will be, I could be wrong. It might be a blowout and Sarah Gideon may get it, but I think it's going to be very, very, very close. Closest has ever been for Susan Collins. That, Sarah's a little up, right? Little, maybe a little ahead. I think a little up. Yes. Yeah. Um, people, you know, the Kavanaugh thing, I think, really hurt her. The Kavanaugh thing. And I think, you know, the famous quote that Trump has changed. So you see a lot think, of bye-bye, I think, Susan. I think it's more the Trump has changed than the Kavanaugh. But yeah. A lot of bye-bye Susan stickers. But, you know, and and here, it's you can't even watch the local news because bye-bye, it's... Bye-bye, Susan. <laughs> Everyone's going to buy by Susan sticker, but it's the, the campaign is, you know, you've probably read, they're going to spend the most money in Maine on this election, the Republican party and the Democratic yeah. party. I think they're saying 45 million. You can't Who, even watch um, TV. And it is, um, you think Trump wins Maine or loses Maine? I don't know. I mean, this is scary, but I see more Trump pen signs out. And I don't know if it's the Republican party just going around, sticking them on people's lawns. Or if it's true fans, but I, I will I say I saw. Think it's, I, I, and again, I you know I do think a lot of people aren't out as much anymore. Which so maybe you're not seeing as much in your head. You're thinking, oh, I haven't. I don't see any Biden signs. Neither do now, I. But granted, maybe they haven't printed them yet. But I'm not sure. Like the 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 signage deployment has been the same because of COVID, right? So I may think I'm not, and a lot of people aren't even leaving their. They're two block radius. So you're not going to see a lot of signs. So it could be just that we're not out and about. And, right. But I don't, I, the, 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 and back to politics real quick. The problem right now, I think for Biden, nice guy, career politician, certainly not Trump. But I don't think there's a lot of enthusiasm for him either. Like, I don't think he's a transformational candidate. I think if Kamala or Elizabeth Warren was on the top of the ticket, or yeah. even Tammy Duckworth. Oh, by the way, the Dems mistreated my my girl Tulsi. They didn't they didn't even invite her. Oh my God, I do love Tulsi Gabbard. She, yeah, that's too bad. I think if you had a my gut says if you had Elizabeth Warren or, or Kamala or Tammy Duckworth 
on top of the ticket, mm-hmm. I think the enthusiasm would be so much greater. That's my just my opinion. I think Trump would be absolutely toast. Although, listen, Biden's a moderate, and I think you have some of these fringe voters who could swing to him. So we'll see. We will. But, um, and and to answer your question, I think maybe Susan Collins wins by like a hair. Wow. I do. I I think well, that Mainers, you know, because if she, if she wins, then Republicans probably hold on to the Senate fifty one forty nine. Because if it's fifty fifty. Mm. I could you be know, dead whoever wrong. Whoever wins the presidency is the tiebreaker. But, you know, Susan, for years, you know, she would work across party lines. So, yeah. you know, I don't know if people hold on to that or not. But um, all right. Well, we, you know, we certainly um, we've got to get a guest on this show. You know, you're always yeah. so interesting when you're arguing with other people. Yeah, so, we'll get a guest next week. And then um, and then you know, maybe we need when you get back to D.C., we may need a social distance in person podcast. Let's do maybe, it. Maybe we tape it and post it. Let's tape it and post it. And we, we should almost stage our own debate, really, and have yeah. like maybe, a, you know, a, a real Republican, a real Democrat on well, no, we'll a get, debate. Yeah, I, so we should we should have a and we should do like a we'll do like a quad zoom with like, a, you know, a, le, a lefty and Let's a righty. And, yes. Yes. And we'll, and we'll just moderate. Oh, no, you no way. You're not getting off. like that. You have to be in the debate. I want to hear you point for point. Oh, no. Oh, oh, okay. What? This is what you live for. Okay. Well, anyway, let's work on that. Coming soon. Okay, Patrick, where can people follow you? Patrick, GM, Fox 5 DC. We'll see you guys next week. All right, Sarah. Take care. You got it.